This is Cody Smith, and you're listening to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. All right, what's up, you guys? Hey, welcome back to the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. Today, I've got an exciting episode planned for you guys. If you didn't know, I am a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu purple belt, and I'm a big fan of uh, a lot of different combat martial arts. My background is actually in uh, mixed martial arts. Um, I did a bunch of fights previously at the amateur level and kind of reached this pinnacle where I needed to decide if I was going to go professional or not and decided not to. But uh, if you want to, you can actually check out some of my fights on YouTube. I always joke around and say that I'm a YouTube sensation. Um, but really, if you go on to YouTube and you just search Cody Smith MMA, you will find, uh, I think it's like seven or eight different fights that I had on there. And um, luckily, I managed to get through my career without losing. And so there's no videos. Uh, so if you're looking for a video of me getting my face smashed in, you're not going to find it on YouTube. You would have to find that in a training hall and had to have trained with me at some point. But nonetheless, if you wanted to watch some of those, you can. Now, that being said, um, I got into strength and conditioning actually because of my time being uh, doing the mixed martial arts thing. And um, in this episode, uh, we did one previous actually where uh, I had a guest on and we went through different elements of uh, programming for the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu athlete. So I did a post the other day that got a lot of traction, a lot of saves, and a lot of questions on with uh, what are the best exercises in training for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners. So today is going to be an episode just kind of piggybacking on that a little bit. I want to go through, uh, and really if you're a person that does any sort of combat style sport or any sport that requires you to use you know your body as a element that works, so that could be Spartan raises, it could be any sort of adventure races. If you are that person, then you're going to benefit from this episode. But um, before we jump into the show today, first and foremost, I need your help as always to grow this show. Um, now, here's the deal. I want you to head on to iTunes. You can pause this episode. You can scroll down right to the bottom of it if you're listening to it on your phone. And you can click that write a review button and give it a five-star rating. And not only that, I need you to do a written review. Tell me something that you like about the show. Give me a guest that you would like to have one. And I would gladly be able to, you know, uh, be open to reaching out to that person for you and getting them on the show. Uh, but that's the first way that you can help me. The second way, it's going to be very, very, very simple. Take a screenshot on your phone, post it on your story, and then tag me in it. I am at Coach Cody Smith on Instagram. Um, as always, what I like to do is when people take that screenshot and post it on their story, I go ahead and I share it on my story and go ahead and give you some love and let other people see um, see you and, and, and see that you're listening to it. And then um, ultimately, the goal would be always to just get this into the hands of more people and to allow them to grow and to um, really grow in their their understanding of training and nutrition and uh, really program design at a deeper level. And if we can help people do that, then um, I can lay my head down at night and know that I worked as hard as I possibly could. So um, again, take that screenshot, post it on your story, and then without any further ado, we're going to jump into today's content. So if you were to ask me what are the best exercises for, and, and, and again, like this is framed obviously towards the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu person, but this can be used for any, really any mixed martial arts person. Any sort of martial arts, I could probably tell you that this would apply well. And if you're a person that does adventure races or anything like that, that would this would also be applicable. But um, if you were to ask me what was the best exercise for um, a person that does Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, I'll tell you first and foremost, there's not really a best option, right? Because ultimately, when it comes to training and really when it comes to anything in life, there's never like the 
thing. There's never the way. There's never the best program, the best blah, 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 blah. It's not a thing. But I will tell you that there are some best practices, meaning there are some things that may be a little bit more on the right side than they are on the wrong side. And these are things, especially, uh, you know, the things that I'm going to lay out here are elements that I use a lot inside of my own program design for myself. Um, but more than that, I use them a ton inside of programming for clients that I have um, that do jujitsu. Now, I will tell you, on top of these being, um, no, there no being no, uh, no specific way, um, the, the best options are what I'm going to share to you today. And to really piggyback on that a little bit, the, the thing that I want you to wrap your mind around when it comes to doing any sort of martial art, or especially a jujitsu person, is that the old days of doing body part splits are long gone and that using movement patterns are much more effective. So your movement patterns are hip hinging movements, squatting movements, pushing movements, pulling movements, um, single leg movements. You could also group in single arm movements and then core and carry type elements. And that's really what all of my um, programming with movement patterns and really any of the program design that I do for uh, online clients and for um, or in-person clients, that's really what it always revolves around. The only thing that changes when it comes to a martial arts or um, person that does jujitsu is I'll add in a ton of twisting exercises as well. So if you are familiar with martial arts, you know that there's a great deal of trunk rotation, you know, from side to side that is involved with things like throwing punches, things like throwing kicks. Um, when you're in any sort of grappling situation, there's a lot of twisting involved um, in a lot of those things. So when it comes to using movement patterns, those are some things that I'm going to throw in as well. Uh, I just think movement patterns are a better option and one that most of your training should revolve around. Now, a good way to approach this is I also think that full body training is a good way to go about it. And, and when I say full body, it means that you should do at least one exercise. Uh, and, and depending on what specific weaknesses you may have, you, will, you, you do want to try to at least use at least one exercise from each of those movement patterns that I laid out inside of your program design. And you should aim to train at a minimum two to three days a week. And again, that's going to also revolve around what type of um, athlete you are. Are you somebody that is new to weight training? Are you somebody that is uh, trained for years and you're more advanced, you'll probably be able to handle a little bit more. But if you're a little bit newer, you're probably going to get very, very good from doing less with the full body training. Um, then the person is not because then we got to make sure that we're countering, you know, what you're doing in, on the mat and, and what you're doing for sport um, on top of your conditioning. Again, we want this to enhance, not to take away. Um, so, uh, again, those are some, some, some entry processes, some just some entry concepts that I want you to grasp before we jump into the rest of the content that I'm going to share with you today. Now, now that we've got, you know, you, you, you understand that there's no best option, you understand that using movement patterns is most important, there's a few things that I want you to consider next. Number one, consider if the exercises that you are choosing can be done safely. And now here, and the reason why I want to say that, and, and uh, I'll use some examples here, and these can be done in a, a bunch of different examples, obviously, but let's say you choose to use a back squat. And you're either yourself or if you're a coach listening to this and you're programming for a client, the question needs to be asked is, can that person do a full depth squat pain-free safely? Okay, that means can they, can they keep their heels on the ground? Are they able to create external rotation by driving their knees out? Can they keep their torso nice and high? Can they get a full range of motion squat safely without back or hip pain? Because you don't want to go and injure yourself or injure your client 
by forcing them into an exercise that they're not able to perform safely. So that goes the same for, I know a lot of jujitsu practitioners have shoulder issues and wrist issues and things like that. You wouldn't want to go and have them do a vertical press overhead because they might lack you know, safe rotation of their scapula to drive overhead in a vertical pattern. So maybe a horizontal push of some sort might be a better option for them. So always want to take safety into account and whether they can do that without any sort of pain or anything attached to it. Again, number one, from a, from a standpoint of, of, ad, of adherence, if you have them doing movements that are uncomfortable and painful and not safe for them, they're also less likely to do it. Um, and then again, you don't want to exasperate or enhance um, an issue that they may have that is involved with their, you know, their practice on the mat. You don't want to go and make it worse as the coach on the other side, or you don't, you know, if you're an athlete listening to this, you don't want to go and make your injury worse by trying to do exercises just because you found them in a template or just because you downloaded them off of some workout program or just because you saw them in a YouTube video. Make sure that the exercises that you are choosing to use are ones that can be done safely. Number two, can the actual output be created with the exercise that is used? Meaning, can you generate enough resistance? Okay, so let's let's use the back squat. Maybe you can do it, um, you know, as safely as possible right? But this is the first time that you've ever done a squat. You might not want to go and load down with a barbell squat. Maybe a goblet squat might be more intentional for you because you're able, going to be able to do that full range of motion squat and generate the resistance and feel it the correct way in a good enough manner to actually benefit from it, right? And maybe you don't want to program a power clean for yourself or have a coach do or, or have a client do a power clean when they can't implement it and feel that resistance in a proper way. Like sure, in theory is things like Olympic lifting and um, various other speed elements. Sure. Are they great to use to develop a certain thing? Absolutely. I would never rebuttal that, but I will tell you that can that client execute on that thing well enough to generate the resistance that they need. Right. And this goes for really a, a bunch of different things, right? Maybe an exercise that you're choosing, you, the, the person or yourself are not strong enough to generate any sort of power in that, then it's probably not going to you know, serve you in the best way possible. So you have to ask that question is, can the actual output be created with the exercise that you're trying to use? Can you generate enough resistance with that to get any sort of benefit? That's the second question that you have to ask yourself. Now, the third question that you really have to ask is, does the exercise chosen support the goals right so if you let's use stick with you know jujitsu as an example and then still using the back squat you do not need to be a world champion level back squatter to be a successful jujitsu practitioner and to be stronger that's just not something so maybe using a very heavy you know trying to push up the one rep max in the back squat sure in theory could that be creating more strength Absolutely, but that's not the goal. The goal is to use that as a means to either develop muscle or develop strength inside of the jujitsu practice or whatever sport that you know you may be using this for. So we want to make sure that the exercises that are chosen are doing what is needed to be done for you to get closer to your goal. And you can run it through this very simple lens. You know, will said exercise get me closer to my goal? keep me at the same place moving towards my goal or move me further away from my goal, right? So 
every single exercise chosen should support the common goal. So um, for a jujitsu practitioner, they probably need to get their grip a little bit stronger. They need to be very strong pullers. They need to have great core and rotational strength because they're going to be getting smashed and crushed and pulled on and fell on and bumped constantly. And we want to make sure that the exercises that we're using supports, you know, healthy joints and, and stronger and more mobile joints in the first place. So consider that. And again, I'll run through these three really quick. Consider if the exercises chosen can be done safely. Can the actual output create I'm sorry, can the actual output be created with the exercise used? Can it create enough resistance? And then does the exercise chosen support the goals of you or the athlete that you're programming for? Now, once you have gone through those questions and you've ran every single plan that you have through that very lens, now the fun part begins. Now you can start getting into the, the different exercises that you might want to throw in. And again, as a basic rule of thumb, um, uh, this, this is, there's always this quote um, that I use a lot. I've used it in a ton of different episodes. You can pretty much assure that you're going to have a good exercise program if every single day you push pull, hip hinge, knee dominant, and have core dominant movements in a workout. And again, in the context of jujitsu, we want to make sure that we have twisting involved as well. So, what I would recommend as a basic starting point is would be throughout the week, whether you choose two or three. Uh, days of exercising or, or resistance training or whatever it is that you decide to do when it comes to programming strength and, and to selecting exercises and building a program there you can every single day just simply pick one exercise for each one of those movement patterns and use them inside of the training for that day I would re I would vary rep ranges I know for me in most cases the first two exercises of the day are always going to be my focus my metric base my movements that I'm looking looking to push up throughout the cycle or the overall training plan, uh, obviously heading towards the goal, I'll pick one or two goals in the beginning of the session. I'll use lower reps, working on more strength. And then as I progress through the program for the day, I will often use and increase the rep range. So an example could be, and I'll just kind of throw an example day out here. Let's say you have a client that is a week, um, week in a lot of different pushing exercises and wants to develop an ability to, to have a stronger push um, in their practice, whatever that may be. I might start their training session off with, you know, four to six sets of three to five reps of a bench press. I'll have them with a very slow eccentric down. So maybe a three to five second eccentric down. I'll have them pause in their chest for a second. And then I'll have them pop off for each rep with an explosive rep. And maybe we'll do that for those four to six sets like I talked about. That'll be their first exercise of the day, working on strength. I'll give them about a two to three minutes rest. With that same example of that pushing exercise, maybe that person has some shoulder discomfort and, you know, the bench press, the deep uh, flexion that they feel in the bottom or the deep extension that they feel in the bottom of that bench press, maybe they might be served better with something like a floor press. And this could also be, you know, dumbbell as well. Um, so, but with that same example for that first day of the day, we have focused on the primary target, which is getting stronger and pushing with uh, a heavy horizontal press. Then maybe the second exercise of the day might be something pulling. Might be something like a bent over barbell row or a heavy dumbbell row or maybe some weighted strict pull-ups if they're able to. But that would be the second focus of the day. That might be, you know, maybe we'll use the barbell row as an example. Maybe I'll have them do four to five sets of six reps with a nice tempo involved there too. That's their second me metric base lift. 
Maybe their next exercise for the day might be some sort of hip hinging exercise. That could be, you know, uh, a barbell hip thrust. It could be uh, a barbell Romanian deadlift or a dumbbell Romanian deadlift or a landmine Romanian deadlift. But something, and I'll increase the reps on that. Maybe they'll do three to four sets of eight to 10 reps there. Then maybe I have them do some goblet squats or some rear foot elevated split squats with 12 to 15 reps on each side. And then I'll take them into either a twisting exercise, a core exercise, or a carry. And that could be anything from a landmine twist to a med ball slam or um, some sort of rushing twist. Or maybe I'll have them do a heavy farmer carry on the single side. I mean, there's tons of options here. But that would be the full training program for that day. Now, what I love about that is that, you know, that's day one. They've touched every, every rep range. They've worked on strength. They've worked on hypertrophy. They've worked on core abilities. Um, both, you know, whether depending on the exercise that you use, maybe they're working on rotational or um, isometric strength, or maybe it's a concentric eccentric exercise. They work on all of those things inside of that one session. And then I also want to make sure that I pay attention to their training schedule overall for the week, because then I need to go ahead and throw together day two. Day two could be maybe I started with a pushing exercise on day one, and I want to start with a pulling exercise on this next day. Then maybe I might go pull, push, squat hip hinge, core, carry, right? Then day three, I might change that. Maybe because on day one, it was upper body specific and I allowed them to, to focus primarily on pushing those first two days. And I want to have a nice even balance of upper body and lower body. Even though we're working on upper body as the focus, I don't want to abandon any lower body exercise. So maybe I might have them do a heavy safety bar squat. I love to use the safety bar squat um, on, in either a, a box squatting situation or a normal squatting situation. I love to use that because it definitely saves the knees and the hips and the, um, the low back on the squatting position. And then when you throw in something like a safety squat bar, um, that allows them to not have to worry about, you know, any sort of shoulder limitations that they have kind of getting in the way. Um, and then with, for, for hip hinge, another thing that I love to use for jujitsu athletes or really any combat sport, martial arts, sport specific thing is going to be the trap bar deadlift. I just think it has a, you know, a very easy setup. It's easy to execute on it. it it's very good at um, allowing the coach to give feedback on how that particular exercise um, feels to that person. Sometimes it's kind of hard to get somebody to feel in a deadlift, good hamstring and um, lat recruitment as they drive off the floor. Whereas in the trap bar, I find that it is much more simple to get an athlete to feel um, what I want them to feel. Um, I, I make sure that all of my BJJ athletes do have some sort of resemblance of this exact thing that I laid out for you here. Now, sure, if you have a, a more advanced person and you think that you can maybe split them into a four-day training plan and maybe, maybe they're only doing jiu-jitsu twice a week, could you go and turn this into like an upper-lower day, uh, you know, one upper day, one lower day? Absolutely. Also inside of there, and we're not going to touch on it in uh, too much in this show, but you can also blend in conditioning as well. Um, I would say that really there's only two types of conditioning that you're going to need. I would spend one day on, um, and I'm not going to go too deep into it. It's funny, I said I wasn't going to go into it, but I'm going to kind of give you a general rundown. Um, what I would say is that there is going to be a lot of conditioning on the mat, but it doesn't hurt to focus a little bit on anaerobic and aerobic outside of the mat. So that could look like maybe some assault bike sprints to work on that explosive, um, the explosive feeling that you're going to get in a really hard jujitsu match. And then I'm also going to have a, an aerobic day. In most cases, I'm going to keep it cyclical. 
meaning it might be a single element like a bike, an assault bike of some sort, uh, a rower, a ski, uh, a ski erg, or maybe some sort of jog or cardio. And in some cases, I'll even throw in like a sled drag for a good amount of distance. But again, we just want to make sure that we train the aerobic system because we know that not from not only from a recovery standpoint, it helps, but just from an overall uh, conditioning ability, it definitely helps too. Because when you have a nice, strong, robust aerobic system, really anything that you need to do in fitness has, um, you know, something to really lay its hat on and to sit on as far as a good foundation. Um, so really, that's it, guys. That's the general rundown of how I approach um, programming for any sort of martial arts athlete, primarily talking about a jiu-jitsu person here. Um, I've had a lot of success doing it this exact way. Again, there's not really a best exercise. There's better options. There's not really a best program. There's better programs. Um, and, and really, there's, um, there's no one way. But I'm telling you that I've had a lot of success with this exact rundown that I'm talking about here. I have a lot of success with it inside of my own training. Uh, and it's just been something that's been really, really good. So um, again, I hope this was helpful to you guys. And I hope that all of my jujitsu practitioners out there get something from it. If you did come to this show from, um, you know, just a place of looking for that. Uh, I'm super fortunate that I get to have my martial arts gym right next to my fitness gym. Um, and at Virtuous Fitness, we are able to just um, do both. We can get our strength and conditioning. We have a strength and conditioning coaches that know the sport and know what, um, you know, we need to do well on the mat. And um, I figured it would be helpful by nature to be able to share some of that with you guys today. Um, so, again, I hope that was helpful. Um, hope you got something from it. As always, feel free to reach out with any questions that you have. Um, we do have openings for online coaching. So if you do, if you are a jujitsu athlete looking for this and you're looking for a coach that understands um, what it needs, you know, what it means and, and what you need as an athlete to perform at a higher level on the mat, um, go ahead and reach out. You can email me direct, Cody at PacNorthwest. That's P-A-C-N-W-B-J-J.com. Go ahead and reach out to me and let's see if we can get you set on a plan and a program that makes sense for you and uh, get you stronger and start crushing people on the mat. So um, other than that, thanks for joining me on the show today. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today and tuning into the Virtuous Fitness Podcast. I release episodes every single week. You can find me at Coach Cody Smith in the gym at Virtuous Fitness WA on Instagram to stay up to date with all things Virtuous Fitness. Before you go, head over to iTunes and give this show a rating and review. That is how we grow this show and make it even more impactful for you. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.